For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, we're here with Justin Pillsbury, who is the youth director. Is that your former title, youth ministry? Former title director of student ministry, and then now as assistant pastor okay. to youth. All right, at Cahaba Park Presbyterian Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, yesterday, we, we talked about what's the best thing you've done in youth ministry, and you shared some of that. Now going to the other end of the spectrum, um, what's the worst thing you've done, or what are just some mistakes? You don't have to get too specific, but... This isn't just to share funny stories or laugh yeah. at our, you know, um, mistakes, but what are some things you've learned from those mistakes? Kind of on the flip side of, you know, it was one of the best things, you know, is being continuing the word each day. On the flip side, you know, aside from seminary, you know, my reading, I've not read nearly as much mm. um, as I would desire. And then I schedule into my day different times to read. Mm. And that's probably the area of my schedule where I let other things Oh, hey, yeah. this was the time I was going to read. And so not being as diligent in protecting that time to make sure that I'm reading um, other, you know, other books other than the Word of God. Yeah. And so that's something that, yeah, over the years, I wish that list of books that I've read was a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and that, that's a good, you, you said how you kind of set this time aside, okay, this is what I need to be reading, but you allow it to, you know, other things to kind of, you know, crossover into that boundary. And so it is, it takes yeah. the discipline to kind of set that aside. So that's a, that's a good point. Um, and then I'd say the other thing, I mean, one of the things too, and I mean, everyone's in a different size church, but everyone usually does go through at some level, whether it's a summer intern or whether it's hiring someone else and stuff, the interview process. And, and that's a, you know, for me over the years, a lot of times it's a whole lot of fun, but there's also a lot of difficulties. And I think early on, one of the things that I would do is I would give too much credit to other organizations. So say, for instance, someone worked for Campus Crusade, or they worked for RUF, or they worked at a good camp like Canacup or Alpine. I just assume, hey, these are folks that, you know, that are solid, that love the Lord, especially if they worked in a summer camp with youth, and they, they love to work with students. And just because someone says, I want to work with students, and I love students, doesn't mean they really and, and and we would have you know situations where it was clear you had folks that just they didn't love kids and if you don't love youth they're going to frustrate you and then that leads <laughs> to folks that are unhappy in their job and so just not doing a yeah, good enough job on that front end both for the good of our youth program but then also too for that individual just saying hey it's going to be fit for either of us um, and so I just kind of hurry through that process rather than being be diligent in it. Yeah, that's a very good point as well. I mean, interview, the whole interview process, just kind of thinking about that sounds exhausting because it does require so much work. Oh, yeah. I mean, conversations, the interview, phone calls, emails, all of that stuff. And so um, you have to be diligent 
can kind of check references to, to really make sure. Because, I mean, you can do so much on the front end um, of an interview, but to not know how their personality is going to match up with the students. Oh, yeah. And then just make it to you they're going to match up with your type of students. Because, I mean, when I was in Jackson, I mean, for the most part, you're dealing with upper middle class kids. And so for them, it's like, are you okay with sharing the gospel with a bunch of upper middle class kids? Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes that's not as sexy as, <laughs> as other things, but it's like, I, it's, they'll soon realize these students need the gospel desperately. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so yeah, so that was a challenge. And then the other thing that has always been difficult, something that's always been a desire of mine, both in Jackson and now in Birmingham, is just developing times where parents come together and pray together. Um, and have found if we do a seminar on, you know, how to, you know, how to, you know, keep your kid Christian in college, or how to keep them from doing A, B, or C, the turnout would always be good. But whenever it's like, hey, we're going to gather together once a month for prayer, and so just really struggle with kind of how to communicate, convey. This is a time for us to come together to realize we need help, um, and to take our students before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that. Yeah, you know, we, we, we had it for a little while in Jackson, and we meet monthly, but very small participation, and then just haven't, yeah, haven't been able to get something like that off the ground gotcha. uh, in Birmingham. And so I guess back up on that just a little bit and give just kind of the details of that. Would this be, you said it would be a monthly thing. Did y'all send out, you know, an email to remind people to join groups? What, what was the structure? Yeah, we had, what we would do is we tried a few different things. We started with prayer breakfast, doing that once a month. Um, and then we switched to where we did offer a breakfast and a lunch. And then we would do where we do a dad's prayer breakfast and a mom's lunch. And yeah, we'd send out, we would do, we did a fall newsletter, spring newsletter, summer newsletter. And then we put those dates in the newsletter and then we'd send out, it'd be a part of our announcements of our weekly emails. Okay. And so, um, you know, it's just for some reason, you know, when we say, hey, let's get together to pray, our natural inclination is like, hey, someone else is doing that. I'll, I'll and so, yeah, so it's just, I think more than anything is not necessarily the format, but just how to, you know, get folks as excited and say, hey, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And so that's something you've tried in your current context, and it's just been a little bit hard to get that going? We haven't tried as hard as I did in, in Jackson, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that I'm looking at. This is what we've got to convey, that we need to be doing this just as much as a lot of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. We're doing, and, and, you know, say, hey, whether we can find whether that times once a month, whether it's quarterly, but just saying, Lord, we need your help mm-hmm. in the raising of these teenagers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's helpful, Justin. I, I appreciate you sharing that. And, um, yeah, those are some good things for us to think about, and just a good reminder um, how much we need to be calling on the Lord and what we're doing. You know, because I know, speaking from experience, can just be so kind of tunnel vision focused on we need to get this done, this done, this done. Yeah, okay, we need to be calling on the Lord um, for any of this that we're doing. So um, that's a good reminder. So thanks, Justin. Absolutely.